Centaur or mermaid? Which one would I Would you rather be, yep. Mermaid. Are we sticking to the traditional half and halves, or like, can I switch up the half? Because I'd be... Okay, never mind. Centaur. Were you going to say you'd be top half horse? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Wait, wait. How was the... (laughs) Anatomically, <laughs> uh, oh, it'd, be, it'd be a nightmare. You, your your top half would be so heavy. Thick neck, thick neck. Next Cronenberg movie. Oh god, that's good. What about you, Nick? I'd be a mermaid. Thanks for asking. Can you elaborate? Mm, yeah, you could uh, seduce sailors and just hang out all day and be hot and stuff. But if you're a centaur, you're just you're scaring most people. I think. Yeah. But you also get a bow and arrow, don't you? You might have that to comes talk with to that. Yeah, that's part of the deal. Son of a bitch, Mr. Thomas. I hang. hate that guy. Yeah. Kill Tom this? I'd kill Tom this. Do you agree with his assessment of the perks of mermaid? Yeah. Dumb? Yeah, you can sing real you're, well. You're pretty. You got a siren song. You can swim good. If you're a centaur, all you got is that weird horse ass, and you gotta eat um, the Turkish delights with Mr. Tumnus all day. Uh, I fucking yeah, hate you, Turkish delights. How do you sleep if you're a centaur? I'm, On your side. Nissa, I say this all the time, <laughs> and no one has an answer for me, because how does a horse sleep? They lay down. What are you talking like, about? Yeah, they just like, lay down. They get down or like, do they lay like on their side? Yeah. Okay. But the, what about the human bit? No, so there's actually, uh, it just lays down. Wait, <laughs> am I confused? What's the one? Okay, so centaur, you have horse. Horse, entire four legs. Four legs. Bef- below the chest. Yeah. Cut off a horse's head and put the waist up okay. of a person what's, on that. What's the other one? Satyr. Okay. That's Mr. Tumnus. Gotcha. Oh, is that like the is goat man? Check out. Yeah. Oh. yeah. I thought he was a centaur. No, he's a satyr. Oh. Two different things. That's goat boy. Does he not goat have? Boy. Does he? So he's he just, just has goat leg. Two two goat legs. Not oh, four goat like legs. the devil. The devil does that. Gotcha. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah. one of his favorite things to do. I know him. Well, when I'm thinking centaur, I'm thinking can't use a urinal, but also no more gas, and you can bring a partner with you. They could be on your back. You like, let's go to Seattle, and you just gallop there. You don't have to pay for. Gas, or you have to go to work, you know, you don't have to pay for gas. Mm-hmm. Or if you gotta go to the store, you don't gotta pay for gas. Or... But then you'd always be like. <laughs> Wouldn't you be tired? You'd be tired, you'd always be in great shape. <laughs> is what it would be. Always in the back of your head, you'd be like, does she love me, or does she just not want to pay for <laughs> gas? <laughs> no, but think about how many crunches you could do while you're running around. You could do crunches as you're while running around. around. Yeah. 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 And no, see what I'm that thinking. Work. You, you, could, you could do that right now. That's See what I'm like your logic. Point. I think you're in way better shape. <laughs> what, what I always think about with the mermaid is, unlike the centaur, it can't integrate into society. It's just down there with fish. Oh, a centaur would not be able to integrate yes. into society. Yeah, Come on. I would have to go live like a wild man. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's I government. That's what I want. Take you immediately, bro. I'm sure the bits. there's something I could do at some kind of factory, or I could greet at Walmart. <laughs> Uh, or I could even work from home. No, they don't even have to know I'm a centaur. I could literally do the job I do now. They have no idea I'm a centaur. You, know, you only Upper need to half, see yeah, where stuff. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what would happen if you were a centaur and you walked into a city? You'd walk around, people would scream and run, and you'd be sad, and then you'd be unconscious, and then you'd wake up in like a military like interrogation room, and you'd be like, what's going on? And they're like, we just have some questions for you. You're like, when can I go? And they're like, they pound their hand on the table, and they go, how do you sleep? <laughs> Eating Soup Alone is a podcast hosted by me, Christopher Crumlin, and co-hosted by Nicholas Johnson. We try our best to ramble incoherently about a handful of movies at least once a week.
So Chris. So Nick. We watched two movies again. Also, Nessa Elton are here. Hello. Hi. We decided to do it again because last time my audio was unusable and I I was killing it the whole time. I had mm-hmm. a lot of jokes, a lot of great points, but none of you guys could hear me. There's no proof so that nobody it brought even. it up. Yeah. Well, we watched two movies, Nick. We sure did, Chris. We watched finally Doctor No. Yeah. And Racing Arizona. We did, yes. Guys, everybody turn away. Oh, mail time. Close your ears. My uh, secret agent partner slipped me this uh, very tiny, tiny note. I slipped it into the sleeve of my tuxedo. It says, Dr. No, 1962, snoring. Must be some kind of cipher. I'll have to figure what up what that means later. It also says, eight. No, sorry, that's a five. Five, ten. Oh, someone's coming. Oh, hey, guys. What's going on? Anyway, we watched Dr. No because I've been begging Chris to do the James Bond movies for forever. Um, we did this one because it's the first, obviously, and Chris wanted to start the first one. I wanted to jump around. Chris said absolutely not. I can't do it. And I don't know about you guys, but I thought this movie was so boring mm. that this week... What? Do the thing. <laughs> <laughs> We're, I'm doing I'm doing the game show again. I, I did. Get, I, <laughs> but also this week, the Andy Richter to my Conan is Elton. Okay. Hello. Great because I. He also brought horn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I thought I'd make it James Bond themed, but I really really struggled with that, as you might imagine. So I had Elton help me with them, but I didn't tell him I wanted them to be James Bond themed. So some of these are James Bond themed. Some of them are not. Okay. Again, like last time, secret code word. Oh, both of you are participating, Nissa and Chris. All right. Um, it's a team. duel to the death. It's what? a duel to the death. You get points for answering. We have trivia, we have physical challenges, and we have riddles. But just like last time, couldn't think of any riddles, so we have no riddles. And then we have a fire pit out back. And we have a fire pit out back. Um, the person with the most points at the end wins nothing, but you don't get the consequence. If you lose... You have to replace me on this show next week. Which means, Lisa, if you lose, you have to come here and do the show with Chris. Chris, if you lose, it's all you. Oh, solo episode. Yeah. Oh, my God. I think you can handle it. Wow. So if I lose, I have to do a solo episode. All by yourself, yeah. I get the week off. I'm taking a sabbatical no matter what. I'm taking next week off. Okay. You can... No, no I was going to say you can pick another person to come in for me, but no, you can't do that. That, that gives doesn't him too much power. That gives, it doesn't, you, you might find somebody better than me, and then you'll just replace <laughs> me for the rest of the time. So, Anissa, if you replace me the next week, you better not be funnier than me. Okay. 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 Um, anyway, yes. Yeah, do I want to win or lose? It's up to you, man. <laughs> um, if the way it works, Anissa, because you weren't here last time, I have two secret code words that Elton knows. If you say them, I will wait about 45 seconds to a minute, and then I will ring this bell, or Elton will use very loud horn. And you'll be able to pick from trivia, physical challenges, or riddles. I recommend you don't pick riddles, because there are none. Noted. Okay, so, Chris? Yeah. What's your experience with James Bond? Uh, I've seen Goldfinger with my grandfather one time. Yeah? Yeah. In that movie, I could be absolutely wrong, but I feel like he spends a lot of it kidnapped, and everybody else is looking for him. Goldfinger or Goldeneye? Goldfinger. Okay. And, gold uh, member. Oh no, you're right. That gold yeah, member. He, he's, yeah, he's he's strapped to that thing and he's getting lasered. Lasered. Yeah. Yeah. In Fort Knox, trying to absolutely not trying to steal the gold, trying to ruin the gold so that the gold that the bad guy has goes up in value. Mm. 
He's trying to ruin it with radiation. Now Your that's convoluted. Yeah. Absolutely. Now that's James Bond. <laughs> Pretty good scheme. Nissa, you experience with James Bond? Um, I've seen most of the newer ones. Okay. Um, so seen the Daniel Craig ones and the Pierce Brosnan ones. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I think people in England generally watch them at Christmas time. So interesting. Yeah. Well, for me, I don't know about. It. Um, but I don't know. I've seen a few of like the older ones, Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. You know, Sean Connery. But I'd never seen Doctor No, so cool. this was new for me. Nice, Elton. I've literally only ever seen Austin Powers. Yeah, baby. Nice. Uh, Randy. Randy, baby. Uh, as a kid, I played all the James Bond video games just like crazy. Like, me and my friends are obsessed with them. So, I, in my brain, think of James Bond as more of a video game character. Like, that's immediately what pops into my mind. But... I'm a white dude with a white dad, so all the time my dad would just be watching old James Bond movies, and I'd watch them with him, and I've seen a lot of them, but I haven't seen all of them. Mm. Now, I'm a white dude with a white dad, and my dad has probably never even said anything in a British accent. And yeah. my mom's British, so like oh. that's pushing it, you Isn't know? your dad a hippie, kind of? No. <laughs> oh, <laughs> my dad's no. such a racist. Oh, I thought he had like super long hair and loved dope. Yes, to both of those. Okay. There's overlap between the two. <laughs> There's overlap, but he's still died, yeah. yeah. But there is no overlap of James Bond in that, so. Yeah. Chris, you want to do the plot? Sure. Because that's my problem with all of the James Bond movies I've seen. They're very dense. Mm. And by the time it's over, I'm like, or like by the time we get to the end, I'm like, I don't know what we're doing mm. or why, really. But I love them anyway. Mm. If I'm not mistaken, we get the credits right off the rip, right? Classic old movie. Trope. Yes. No. Yeah. Isn't there a cold open with him at the casino? You just watched Casino Royale. Yeah, I think that's yes, what Yes, but he's playing Baccarat at the beginning. And that lady's like getting the cards and the guy's going, De, toi, or whatever he says in French. And someone goes, what's your name? And he goes, Bon, James Bond. And he goes, blah, blah, blah. And mm. then it, you get three blind mice. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that stuff happens. No, but it's not him playing Baccarat. He's absolutely there playing back, right? It's the other people. That's why he gets sent there. The other, it's that's other people. That's Casino oh. Royale. No, 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 no. I see what you're saying. It's other people playing a, a card game, and then one guy excuses well, the, himself. The three oh yeah, that table of guys that we never see again. Yes, yeah. I thought that happened after. It's I definitely thought, after the intro because it has yes, okay, the graphic I've, of the three guys. Exactly. I thought right. we see him playing back, right? Then we get the intro, which turns into the three blind guys. And they kill that guy. Mm-hmm. Or no. I thought you had it backwards, where it's the three might, blind guys and then and then he's elsewhere playing casino games and then he gets mm-hmm. called away. Okay. Either way, it doesn't matter. Anyways, there's an open. Looks like a 1960s version of a uh, Apple yeah. commercial. And... Uh, Jamaican style sort of Caribbean type music I believe is kind of playing yeah there's a I can't remember what it's called there's a song that they wrote for this movie that's all over this movie and they wanted it to be like the main theme but it's like too kitschy fuck I can't I shouldn't have brought it up because oh, I can't remember mango, what it is the mango yes oh, yeah, yeah. so anyways um, basically I think after that we get the like the the strange ways murder right the guy who excuses himself from the table? Yeah. 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 So that's happened. Uh, then there's like a little spy 
like cabinet thing that this spy pulls down, pulls out the, the fake, the fakest looking books I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> pulls out all the spy equipment and tries to call home, but uh oh, uh oh, she gets murdered. Oh, mm-hmm. I don't remember this book. Okay, I believe you. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's the whole thing. That's how they get tipped off. Because she left her radio wow. running, and yeah, they're yeah, like, yeah, 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 "What yeah, the yeah, fuck?" Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they assign James Bond to the whole deal. He's uh hanging out, and they pull him aside, uh, because he hasn't like slept in a couple days, and he's like talking to the boss. And it's like three in the morning, and he's like, "You're you got a t- you got a plane to make." Yeah, I love this scene because before that, seeing him as James Bond, like when he's walking around the casino and talking to that woman that he beat in Baccarat or whatever. I'm like, ugh, just yuck. Like, just James Connery, uh, James Connery, Sean Connery in general, I'm just like, yuck. Like, he just kind of makes my skin crawl a little bit. Mm. But then, like, when he goes into the office before he talks to the boss, to the boss when he's talking to Moneypenny, oh. he, he comes in, throws the hat on the hook. I was like, all right, that's pretty cool. And then he sits on her lap, and he's talking to her. I'm like, all right, never mind, I get it. Yeah, I love him and Moneypenny. <laughs> I really yeah. loved James and Moneypenny talking to each other. Talking about, like, when are you going to date me, Bond? You couldn't handle me. But yeah, to this point, we have three blind men who are playing blind. They're assassins. Um, I believe there's also a little scene where they take a shot at him once he first gets to Jamaica. But anyways, he gets to Jamaica, uh, and there's a gentleman there's with a car who comes up to him, and he's like, give me one second. And he goes to the phone booth, calls his little headquarters, whatever. Not his headquarters, but the place he's going. Like the embassy or whatever the hell it is. Right, right. His He's like, did you guys yeah. send a car for me? And they're like, no, not yet. We figured you'd have your own car. Want your own car, kind of thing. He's like, okay, good. Looks so all smug. Yeah, because he knows mm. when he, he knows what's up. Already <laughs> scheming. This Bond is. Yes, very clever. I like. Um, mm. I did. I will. I will say I did like this movie um, quite a bit. I like this James Bond. Uh, seems very clever. Very smart guy. Mm-hmm. Very observant yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he's in the back of the car. He notices that there's a car following them. He tells the driver to lose him or whatever. They pull off behind a bush, and he's like, all right, I know you're in cahoots to the driver. They get into a little fight, a little scuffle. Then, oh, yeah. They... Punches him in the head. The first of many Bond punches. I love the James Bond punch. Yes, but also. The big wine. Eats the cyanide out of the cigarette. Ooh. <gasps> that was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. He ate the cyanide out of the cigarette. After visiting the house, he sees the picture uh, of Strangeways with a, a fisherman. And he goes to find the fisherman. He asks the fisherman about something, and he's being a little elusive. Then he kind of follows the guy and meets him at, like, a restaurant or whatever. And uh, this CIA gentleman clues Bond into, like, hey, we're also working the case kind of a thing. And this boat guy, he's a good guy. This is going to be your friend. All that kind of stuff. Uh, Chris. Oh, it was Chris? Yeah. Chris, trivia, fiscal challenge, no riddles. Uh, Trivia. Trivia? Get Um, ready. Get ready, because these are nightmares. Yeah, a lot of these are. Um, it's like how many mangoes can I hold? <laughs> is literally going to be one of the questions. I bet you money. That's a really good guess. Yeah, that is. Uh, uh, these are all all the trivia. They're all nonsensical. They're all. <laughs> let me finish. They're all uh, James Bond themed. Uh-huh. Um, uh, some of them are trick questions. A lot of them are opinion based. Yeah. Um, the opinion ones are more so like, if I if it's my opinion, great. If I like your opinion, great. You get the points. Chris, which of these Bond girls did I make up? I'm going to read you their name with a brief synopsis of what they did in the movie. Dr. Molly Warmflash is a doctor who serves as a physician to MI6 agents, yeah, such as James okay, Bond. Yeah, I think it's that one. 
they get worse. In the film, she diagnoses Bond with a dislocated collarbone and advises him to stay out of action. Not wanting to be taken off of active duty, Bond seduces her into clearing him as fit for duty. She tries to resist, but ultimately, Molly allows Bond to strip her of her clothes, and they pork. 2. When James Bond must go undercover as a local fisherman on a small island in Japan, Kissy Suzuki is chosen to, by her employer to aid Bond in his mission, leading the two to marry in a stage wedding ceremony, allowing Bond to move around the islands of Japan unnoticed. 3. Bond is tasked with investigating billionaire industrialist Hugo Drax in his Moonraker program with the help of American CIA intelligence operator Dr. Holly Goodhead. At the end of the film, the Americans and British try to talk to Bond and Goodhead uh, on the space station to congratulate them, but the two are having sex, prompting Q to say, I think he's attempting re-entry. And last, at a casino in Monaco, James Bond wins a card game against Xena on top, a ruthless assassin who receives sexual satisfaction through killing. Later, the two pork, and she attempts to crush his head with her thighs. All right, give me just the names again. Dr. Holly Warmflash, Kissy Suzuki, um, Holly Goodhead, and Xena Anatop. It's either Warmflash or Kissy. I want to say Warmflash. Final answer? Yeah. Chris, that was a trick question. They're all real. <sighs> I knew the other ones were. Shit, you know what I should do next time? What's that? Make it fake. Yeah, I should make them all fake next time. But rules changed. If you, if either of you get one wrong, it goes to the other person. Ooh. Mm. Okay. Okay. Nice. What happens next in this movie? Uh, the CIA agent uh, says something about like uh, some metal samples collected from an island, which I think is what Bond wants uh, the the fisherman to bring him to. Oh, crab no. key. Crab yeah, crab key. key. At some point, Bond realizes that they're like radioactive, because uh, I think he goes to that doctor. Can't remember the doctor's name. Um, yeah. But he can tell that the doctor is kind of like in on it. Like he does, like he even does a Columbo, like one more thing with the guy. Yeah. Mm. Like because he turns around and grabs the report they gave him. He's like, I'm going to hang on to that. The receipt? Yeah. Yeah. Can I talk about Felix Leiter for a second? Sure. The CIA agent. You know a movie I love? What's that? I love Old Boy. Yeah. And mm-hmm. Old Boy, when he's released from his prison, mm-hmm. he's got a weird haircut and just random clothes. And at some point, he just takes sunglasses off of somebody. So he looks kind of goofy throughout the whole movie. Mm-hmm. He's just got these weird, like, pointy white women sunglasses. Those are the exact same sunglasses that that dude's wearing in this movie. Yeah, you're got so no right. idea why. I found it incredibly distracting. Chris, continue. <laughs> um, so then that doctor, I believe his name is Dent, uh, goes out to Crab yeah. Key to talk to uh, the bad guy. And the bad guy uh, basically tells him to kill Bond with a tarantula. And then we get a scene that both Nissa and I pointed out as uh, seeming out of uh, Attack of the Clones. Mm. I would reckon that scene's probably an homage to a degree. The the scene where uh, Padme's, um, they're trying to assassinate her with like little, what is it, like robot little space bugs? Thing. Yeah, something like that. Um, he's all sweaty. There's a tarantula on him. He kills it with a shoe. There's a horn sound that accompanies it. It's great. I love it. Yeah, good Might stuff. be my favorite part of the movie is when he hits the mm. spider and it goes, blah, blah, blah. I think there, right around here is probably when he goes on that, like, what I'll call, for lack of a better term, fuck session with that secretary at her house. Mm-hmm. And they're going to go out to dinner together, but then he has her arrested because I guess she's in on it. Oh, my God, yeah. And, uh, fucks that lady twice and then arrests her. Yeah. Right. And, and then stages the crazy. house to look like they banged, which is yeah. even funnier to me. Like, yeah. 
This man is so down to business. <laughs> yeah, he sets a trap. We should also mention when he first got into his apartment, he sets uh, some nice little traps that I appreciate. Mm, um, that was fun. Yeah, yeah. He just sets like a like something that would be unnoticeable, just like a little piece of hair, uh, like on the the closet, uh, that he'd be able to check for later. Uh, and then he puts like a little bit of dust on his like briefcase to see if anybody tries to open it. Yeah, I do like that in this one. His gadgets are baby powder and his own leavings. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Very resourceful. Um, but anyways, so yeah, he sets a little trap because um, I can't remember exactly who it is. Oh, it's actually the doctor himself comes to try to kill Bond after the tarantula fails. But he turns the tables on that guy. Yeah. Uh, and kills him. I love that. That's a pretty cool. It's like, I feel like it's that uh, Lee on the professional scene, but just a little cool. You know how Lee on the professional sleeps in that chair every night? I feel like the James Bond is just that, but he's playing solitaire at the same time. <laughs> um, apparently he's able to check the fisherman's boat and it's radioactive. Figures that the radio jamming, because that's what's going on apparently, is that uh, some missile launches have been jammed by radio signals done by the bad guy out on Crab Key. Could not have gleaned any of that. Yeah, I will say that, yeah, I didn't really know what was going on with the villain stuff. Am I on? No, it, it was a bit yeah. convoluted. I had a hard time... This is a, a, an all-play. Anyone who can answer it first gets, let's see, 50 points. Okay. In this film we just watched, what is Dr. No's plan? What is he trying to accomplish? He's, he's trying to stop the missile from launching. Because? He wants to be the next world power or something? Chris, a rebuttal? Um, I don't know. She got it dead on. I don't know why I asked her. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, after that, what? He's just excited. I'm the point gremlin. Yeah, he's excited. I'm dancing because I'm the point gremlin, and Nissa got points. Oh, as a gremlin would do. Yeah, point gremlin. I like it. Okay, Mm -hmm. come on that earlier. (laughs) Hey, I can be many things. This is my little point gremlin. (laughs) But at this point, uh, (laughs) the fisherman, the fisherman and Bond go out to the island, and he bumps into Honey Rider. She is I, a woman who is I, sexy. That is, she does do that. I don't. I don't understand this scene of the two of them meeting uh-huh. at all. Because in my memory, he walks up and goes, "Who are you?" And she goes, "Seashells." And he goes, "What are you doing?" And she goes, "This one's fifty bucks." And he's like, "You want to come with us?" And she's like, "Yeah, sure." Like, I don't know who she is or why she's there. Yeah. Well, later on they explained that uh, her dad was a scientist who got killed for going to the island or something like that. And so she's trying to go there and kind of get revenge. But it's one of those things where she really can't because all she has is a knife and they have a dragon. But she still goes there for the shells because she's trying to, like, send them back to, like, a scientist in Florida or something like that. Or she's from Florida. Are you making this up? No. What no, you, you didn't pay attention to You didn't pay attention to that? No. Oh, yeah. Honey Rider yeah. was a... Uh... The daughter of a uh, scientist. A scientist. Yeah. He was a uh, he was an, a marine biologist. Mm-hmm. That's why she's so interested in these seashells. Yeah, that's, that's why, why she, she goes out to the, the island. Economy. And she Her doesn't. Name honey Rider. Her name's Honey Rider. And yeah. she doesn't just tag along. What happens is he tells her to get out of there. But then when they go back to her boat, it's been smashed up already. Mm-hmm. So now well, he's been like shocked Fuck. by the yeah. by the uh, random shooting that they did. Yeah. So mm-hmm. now she's stuck mm-hmm. there with him. Is the point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But didn't offer his boat. Because James Bond is a well, piece of shit. Well, he needs a way to get back. Uh, James Bond is a piece of shit. He's, okay. If his plan is to just murder everybody and escape however he wants, he could yeah. offer up his dinky boat. They escape into the swamp and do the thing that I've seen in a million movies. And I wonder if this was even the first time that it was done. But they use the reeds to breathe underwater and hide from all the gunmen. 
It might be like was was, it's, yeah, it was fun. It's like what we said in the Wizard of Oz. Did this come from Bugs Bunny or this movie first? We have no idea. <laughs> from there, I think it becomes nighttime and the dragon attacks, which is like a flame throwing tank. It's my favorite part of this yeah. movie. Yeah. I had no idea they were going to be like, there's a dragon on this island. And I was like, really? what? Yeah, I was like, what detail. is, how is this going to play out? And then it's like, oh, it's just very obviously a car. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> From um, any distance. <laughs> they're captured and brought to Dr. Evil's hideout. Oh, uh, they're, they're, oh not everybody's captured, yeah, though. Yeah, they pulled their friend up. Yeah. Set Murdered? Oh, it's a flame. <laughs> that's a, yeah, that's not... I thought he just got shot, it is said. No. That's a staple of the James yeah, Bond uh, franchise. Is someone getting lit on fire? No, he has a friend that you're like, I love this guy. He's yeah. the best part of this movie, and then he dies horribly. Mm. What's his name? Buffet? Something like that. Quarrel. Yeah. Quarrel. Something like that, yeah. Buffet. Buffet. <laughs> <laughs> it's, got, it's got a U in it That's funny. and a double letter. That's how so I remember things. They're hanging out. They get new clothes, new digs. Hmm. Yeah, this place is like a like a hotel, basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have some of the complimentary coffee, but it makes them very sleepy. So they take a little nap. All play. How many Asian people in this movie are played by white people? Couldn't even guess two. Nissa, one. It's two. Chris, oh. great job. Twenty points. Um, twenty-five. Nice. You're lagging, Chris. Mm-hmm. Mm. That is normal. Which two characters? Uh, Blofeld, not Blofeld. Doctor Nell, and mm. um, one of the women who work at the hotel. Yeah. Mm. After they're done with their nap, they go to a delicious dinner with Dr. No, I believe. <laughs> no, they don't take a nap. I love that there's food there. James Bond's like, we gotta eat. And she's like, I don't know if that's a good idea. He's like, nah, shut up, we gotta eat. Yeah. And they eat, and she immediately passes out. He's like, god oh, damn it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but at dinner, Dr. No gives some of his whatever. He also has metal robot hands because his hands have been ruined by radiation. I like that detail. Only his hands. Chris? Yeah. One of my questions is, what's up with Dr. No's hands? Yeah. That just got you 25 points. Thank you. Oh, damn. You asked a question. You answered a question before I even asked it. <laughs> now, is that fair? Because this is not explaining the plot of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> okay, give him 23 points. Okay, I heard. Um, I'm winning my two. There you go. Um, so, I, I also like uh, Dr. No, a decent, decent villain. He doesn't show up for often, but I do like the little moments he gets, like uh, James Bond tries to sneak a knife into his, uh, in fact, I as a viewer didn't even see him do it, but Dr. Noe's like, uh-uh-uh, come on, what do you take me for, some kind of dummy? You know? Open your mouth. And, um, <laughs> so they take the girl away, Mrs. Honey Rider, and I think Dr. No leaves also, and James Bond does some fighting, and then eventually he does do a Wizard of Oz, because he chokes a guy out and takes his little anti-radiation suit. I lied. The spider part's not my favorite part of the movie. This is my favorite part of the yeah. movie. Is when he puts the, the, the clothes on and he just goes. Yeah, he goes into the main room and he hangs out. <laughs> he just kind of hangs out until Doctor No. Doctor No gives him orders. What are you? What are you doing? Go, Go do your machine. Go do your machine. And he goes to do the machine. and He realizes I can really fuck up the machine if I do it wrong ways. So he does it wrong ways. And then Doctor No is like, "What the hell?" And everybody leaves. And then him and Doctor No fight on this like elevator that's going down into like radioactive water. The gantry. And then like ten seconds after they started the fight, Doctor No dies in radioactive water, and Bond has to flee the thing, and he ends up on a boat with Honey Rider, and they make sex. And then like uh, the Coast Guard comes and grabs them, and they like tie the boat to the Coast Guard boat, and then he unties it so they can make more sex. No, and James then Bond it's is credits. holding the boat to the to the other boat, and he just lets go. 
So they could bang again. And there you go. Scene. Mm. That's the movie. I gotta say, a lot of ripped through that. That was great. I'm very impressed. Yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, I like this uh, more than I thought I would. Like way more than I thought I would. Yeah, I I gotta say, I liked it a lot more than I liked the Goldfinger. Um, Do you have any thoughts to wrap it up? Mm. We'll each get a little chance, but. Um. What were your general impressions? Did you have fun with it? Anything we missed? Anything we missed? Anything you want to point out? Yeah, it was fun. Mm. I mean. I thought it was a. I thought it was a little convoluted. Yeah. A hard time following the plot. Um, so. Mm-hmm. I. I didn't really expect much from the women in this film in terms of how they're going to write them. Mm-hmm. So I wasn't very surprised mm-hmm. how that mm-hmm. turned out. Yeah. Um, the random scene with Honey Rider was just like all of a sudden not wearing a bra. Oh my gosh. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, that was pretty good. I like the set design a lot. Yeah. And the costume oh, was fun. Oh, yeah. so good. So, that, those are probably my favorite aspects of it. I thought it was, I don't know, sometimes it's just fun to watch a film from that time period mm-hmm. and just, like, marvel at how aesthetically yeah. pleasing it is. Yeah. I talk frequently on the podcast about, like, I like that era. I think it lasted up until, like, the 80s where, like, they would just build a set of something instead of finding a location. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's great. And I love set shooting. I wish every movie was shot on a set. It's just so, like, there's something that it just adds a little sprinkle of fairy dust on it where I'm like, I know it's not real, but God damn it, I wish it was because it looks mm-hmm. like a place I want to be. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like, one of the things I pegged earlier was, like, it's nighttime, but outside they just have, like, it was, like, a purple glow to the window almost and yeah, like the 3 a.m. scene before yeah. he gets in on the plane yeah. Yeah. yeah then later on they're supposed to be in jamaica and there's a sunset happening in the back but again it's just this like orange glow it's not an actual sunset or anything like that it's just it's nice it's like it's almost like the uncanny valley it's like i know what they're going for but it's not a real thing and i wish it was because i would go to that place yeah. yeah you said that while we were watching it and i was like i think that might just be like an awning over the window mm-hmm. but then i was like I can't tell because either way, it's going to be the same material. Yeah. Like, it's going to be the same thing. So, yeah. hell, I'm just going to pretend it's the sun and Chris yeah. is right. But yeah. I, I, like, I, 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 yeah, I think, like, the thing I was taken back by the most was set design. Like, I feel like uh, his layer at the end felt very uh, Adam West Batman. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that kind of took me out of it a little bit. But I love the scene where what's his face gets the spider. It's just this big, weird, empty yeah. room with a cage at the top. And Nessa pointed out, you can see the seam from the sky yeah. inside the of it. Yeah. But, like, it's just like he's just sitting in this weird chair, and Dr. No's talking to him over a, a loudspeaker. And he's like, All right, walk over all the way across the room to that chair. And he sits down and he talks to him. He's like, Now walk all the way over to the other side of the room and pick up that spider. It's like, Ah, oh, this is just such weird, great, old timey villain garbage. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I love old timey villains. Elton, again, any closing? What did you think about your first James Bond movie? First James Bond movie, I liked, uh, like, the first two-thirds, where he's, like, doing all the sleuthing, gaining all the friends, yeah. figuring things out. He's talking yeah. to people. He's going to dinners. Mm-hmm. He's getting captured. He's breaking out of capture. And then, like, the last bit where he has to resolve everything, I feel like he just didn't fucking care. And it was just like, God, I want this to end. And I also was reflecting that, like, God, I just want this to end. Yeah. I don't care about Dr. No at this point. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I thought Doctor No had a kind of uh, anticlimactic, um, anticlimactic. You got and it. Just kind of drowned. Yeah. Because yeah. yeah. his oh, super he's strong hands right? couldn't <laughs> grab a pole. Yeah. Right. I usually tie James Bond to a lot of gadgets, and I know that he had gadgets 
in the books, but I suppose like it makes sense when this was filmed, being the first James Bond movie, you're not going to throw your entire budget into making these fantastical gadgets in the, was this the 60s, right? Uh, so, like, I get it, you know, I get why he didn't have very many gadgets, and I, I think it was fine for not having them. Yeah. Um, oh, that's a great point. Missa, out of these gadgets, which one did I make up? An alligator submarine, a flamethrowing bagpipes, cigarette gun case, or cigarette case gun, or a wristwatch grappling hook? Oh, I know the last one's real. That'd be embarrassing if it wasn't. Um, I'm pretty sure the last one was real, <laughs> and I think the second to last one's also real. So you said an alligator? Alligator submarine. What does that mean? <laughs> a, a submarine that looks like an alligator. Or it's made out of one. Flamethrower bagpipes. Bagpipes that have a flamethrower inside of them. Feel like Cigarette case that turns into a gun, or a wristwatch that shoots a grappling hook. Go with the first one. Oh, it's cigarette ga- uh, gun uh, case. I thought you were going to no! let people steal it. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I was going to say <laughs> that one. You got to remind so... me. You got to remind me. You got to go with steal that, I was going to say that one sounds so believable. It has to be the one you made up. It is. It's the one I made up. Well, no, wow, that's, that's great. Give Chris one point. Give him two a points for point. getting it right and calling me. Two pity points. They got pity points. So, yeah, to close it out, I mean, I'd probably put it like a B, you know? Um, I think it was pretty good for being, like, um, a thrilling action movie from the 60s. I mean, thrilling in the contemporary sense to, like, then. And so, yeah, I mean, I'm not well-versed in, like, what else was going on at that time. But, you know, for it still being pretty exciting and interesting today, you know, some of the twists and some of the situations and the way that, you know, he comes up with solutions to things, still kind of fun. So, yeah. It held up enough for what it is. I mean, it's a James Bond movie. I mean, yeah. like Nissa pointed out earlier, you're going to get a lot of sexism, you know? Um, and also, it's not meant to be, like, you know, the most intelligent well, puzzle to solve or anything like that. It was just a nice little, yeah, I mean, I will, fun. I will say the most surprising part about this movie for me was the lack of sexism. It's mm-hmm. still definitely in there, mm-hmm. but it is not at all what I was expecting. Like, I've seen James Bond movies where he beats a woman up and then they bang. <laughs> like it's yeah, nothing, of... nothing gets that crazy. But yeah. Um, like, yeah. in this one, I didn't know if you know this, but in Moonraker, this woman's name is Holly Goodhead. Yeah. Ooh. So, like I said, I give it a B. I think I give it a B, too. But also on the sexism thing, I think it's... I, th- I agree with you. And I think it's interesting how it's less... I don't know, it feels more of a passive thing. Yeah. yeah. Like, like for yeah. example, when they go to Dr. No's secret lair, mm-hmm. they only talk to James Bond. They don't talk to mm-hmm. her about mm-hmm. anything, mm-hmm. like, yes. anything like that. So yeah. I, that's just, like, yeah. an example. And most women in there, like, work in the desk. They all you want I mean? to make love to him. They all want to have sex with him, yeah. So, yeah. Mm. I'd also be really curious to see how people... Especially women perceived it when it came out. Like, what did they think of Honey Rider? Were they like, "Oh my gosh, yeah, there's there's a woman and she's in a James Bond film." Yeah. And I'm know, curious maybe if people she even was in, like a powerful like yeah. position in that film. Yeah, I'm curious if like anybody even took the time to ask women, like if Pro- you could actually not. find something <laughs> like an artifact of like what women thought of James Bond at the time. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be interesting. I'm gonna give this movie a solid C. 
it is I hear a lot of people talk about it being like this is like the first like action movie mm. like that's that's what that's what I was beating modest. around earlier I just don't have enough knowledge of action movies to know like yeah, what because like it does stand out to me as being pretty thrilling but I just don't know what else was going on at that time which could be a good compliment for the movie or it I, I think know, like like it's nothing. to the extent where like I think the way it worked is like people saw this and then saw him get on an airplane and go to another country and they're like whoa this movie's groundbreaking and just like shit like him driving and forgot to definitely bring up him driving in that car with that giant car behind him anyway and yeah it just that's that's what I hear about the uh, what people would say about the books when they came out too they were like oh they take place in like such like uh, exotic locations that people would read them and be like hey I wonder what it's like to go to Hong Kong and read a James Bond book and be like this must be it um, so that's cool but also I don't think it really stands the test of time like what i like about james bond movies is even though they're all pretty dense and hard to follow sometimes there are moments here and there where i'm like oh that's actually pretty cool or oh that's actually pretty uh fun or oh i haven't seen that in a movie before but this really all that i really got out of that was the spider stuff and him like putting the hair over the door uh and everything else i was like yeah okay so wasn't super taken away by it elson uh, yeah, I'm going, I think I was feeling C+. It's, uh definitely reminds me of my serving job where it's a lot of hurry up to wait. You know, you rush through the exciting parts and then you wait through, like, some boring parts. And you're like, oh, my gosh, okay, I get it. This is story. It's not ex- being explained well. I don't care about this. And then you rush through some more exciting parts just to get to some more boring parts. But when they get to the boring parts, they play the James Bond theme at full volume. <laughs> oh, I actually do love that. Yeah. I know you were shitting on that the whole time, Nick, and I loved that. I, I loved did. it when they I were like playing just the James Bond themed in the back, or the James Bond theme in the background. Oh, so fun. All right, well, that does it. The last thing uh, I'll say to put a bow on it is I'm interested to see more uh, because from my quick Wikipedia reading, one of the first sentences is that, like, it says that at the time this movie was initially not received well, but as time has passed, it's been considered probably amongst the strongest of the entries wow. because Uh-oh. of because of how inconsistent they can get oh, and stuff. Uh-huh. And people definitely point to this one as being like, "This is a James Bond movie. This one is solid." Mm, okay, you know I mean? that's yeah. so interesting. Yeah. yeah, the one I hear people point to the most is goldfinger the one you've seen like everyone's like that's the quintessential james bond movie yeah interesting because yeah i feel like my problem with that one was and it could be a cool subversion in the context like if i see a couple more of them like as a sequel it could be a good idea but for being my entry point like for him to be from my perception again i saw this like two years ago at this point so it's a little foggy but i just remember him being like held captive for a chunk of the movie and everybody looking for him I mean, you just being like, I want to see him, like, lick a fucking hair and put it on a fucking closet or fight off a tarantula. Why is he captured the whole time? I want to see James Bond do James Bond stuff. Mm. Like I said, which could be cool for a sequel to be like, what if we take James Bond away from you? Mm. But, you know, having it just be my entry point, I was like, I want more Bond. Mm -hmm. So, we'll see how it goes. But that's not the only movie we watched this week. Yeah, we also watched. We also watched Raising Alaska, as Elton said. It is Raising Alaska. Yeah. Mail time. Mail time. All right, thank you, co-host Nick, for bringing the mail directly to me. Like normal, how normal people get mail, even in Arizona and Alaska, people still get mail. Someone has to go around in a little... No, they probably go and pick up their mail, right? They probably go down to the mail mail office and pick up their mail in Alaska. Mm. Like in really remote areas, you probably have to go into town. 
Yeah, you get on your dog out. sled and you mush all the way there. Yeah. Why a little plane? Raising Arizona, 1987. Did you know it's spelled A-R-I-Z-O-N-A and not A-R-I-Z-O-N-I-A? Crazy. 9 out of 10. Chris? Yes. What's your history of Raising Arizona? What do you think that means? Arizona. What means? Arizona. Uh, oh, okay. I get it now. That's what I thought. I needed somebody to explain. I, f- I found out the other day that spelled Arizona wrong. <laughs> in fact, if you look at that whiteboard, it might still yeah, be spelled wrong. wrong. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> hey, kind of crazy that the uh, person writing in all this mail has the same handwriting all the time, huh? Oh, oh they're usually typed. They're usually sent it on a typewriter. Interesting. I thought I saw some typewriter ones, but lends itself to Wait some a second. Sh- <laughs> Listen, Point Scotland, you're here to keep points, not point out plot holes in your show. I'm holding the airplane envelope in the Raising Arizona. I'll have to send this off to nowhere. Don't worry about it. I saw this movie when I was probably like 11 or 12. I can remember some parts of it, but also I feel like it was a little dry for my little 11-year-old brain, and I got bored by it. Mm. So really? that was my history. Yeah. Yeah. You think you would have dug, dug it at 11? Yeah. I yeah. mean, I watched the movie Ghost Rider at 11 and <laughs> <Hell yeah. laughs> loved it. And this has a Ghost Rider. A Ghost Rider, Rider. yeah. It has a Ghost Rider. <laughs> You're not wrong. You are not wrong. In fact, two Ghost Riders, I would say. Yeah. Uh, but I never yeah, even, yeah, I never even <laughs> heard of this movie up until recently. Okay, so you have no history with that. Yeah, okay. and then I had to get stars. So, hello, my oh. three-week trial. Hope you remember stars. to push cancel it. <laughs> no, I won't. All right. Woo! Missa, history of the... I've you seemed excited. Oh, really? Yeah, I'd never seen it. The only thing I knew about it... Well, the only thing I'd heard about it oh. was that <laughs> Nicolas Cage looks really good in it. Which he does, in my opinion. Yeah. The whole time I was oh, like, tell me about it. <laughs> Those sideburns. Yeah. Um, as soon as the movie started, I told Chris, I was like, just so you know, if I could grow sideburns, this is how I would look right. all the time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I knew of this movie, didn't know what it was about, didn't know who was in it, didn't know who directed it. And Chris was like, eh, let's watch it. And until I saw the cover of it, I thought we were watching uh, Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? <laughs> um, and I was pleasantly surprised. I yeah. really, really, really enjoyed this movie. Yeah. What's it called? Uh, Coen Brothers Joint? Also, Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Also, yeah. Old Brother, Where Art Thou? Big point. Yeah. Yeah. That I have is that it's pretty much exactly the same as Old Brother, Where Art Thou? In a yeah. crazy way? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Mm. But I think that this one, they captured lightning in a bottle. I love this movie. And then I've seen Old Brother, Where Art Thou? And like, looking, you know, obviously seeing them in reverse uh, chronological order. I feel like they were trying to harken back to this one and like try to capture that same mm-hmm. magic with George Clooney, and I just don't think they did. Okay. But we're not here to talk about Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? No, we're here to talk about Raising Alaska. In the very beginning, we meet our main character. Christopher, trivia or physical challenge? Let's do a physical challenge. We haven't had one of those yet. Great. It's going to be crazy. It's going to be like, what's a funny number of push-ups? <laughs> Sick callback. That was an actual physical challenge, I guess. Mm. I, I, I barely did 10, and 11 would have been funny, I guess, is what I was told. Okay, Chris, you're going to get the only James Bond physical challenge that I wrote down. All right. Chris, for 20 points, seduce me. Seduce you? God I'm just, damn. hey, let me set the stage. Yeah, help me roll. It's a casino. It. Things are real royale here. Okay. You're James Bond, obviously. You got a tuxedo on. You got a bow tie. Imagine you're dressed like me, but this is dumb. Mm-hmm. 
You're not wearing a baseball hat. What are you doing? Who are you? My name is Ivana. Fuck a lot. Suck good. <laughs> okay. And I'm playing backgammon. No, I'm playing craps. Okay. The least sexy sounding of all mm-hmm. casino games. So I'm playing craps. Crab. I'm playing craps. I'm sitting at the table. I'm rolling dice. Is that what you're doing, craps? Yeah. I'm rolling dice. I'm sitting at the edge of the table. I'm going, fuck. Shit. Fucking stupid fucking husband. Fucking, I don't know why I'm mad at him about being mad at, about being bad at gambling, but God, I'm fucking so drunk right now. Uh-huh. Fuck. Gonna be looking for the craps table. It's me rolling dice. Okay. I come over. I stop you. I grab your, your, your hand. Excuse me? I grab your hand. Excuse me. Do I know you? And I let the dice fall into my hand. Those are my dice. Yeah. Uh, sir, it's not your turn yet. Okay. This is how craps work. <laughs> I get ejected from the casino. Didn't work. And then you're outside of the casino and you're like on your watch or whatever trying to contact down my sex. And I come yeah. out and I went and I go, hey, I was uncalled for. Yeah. But I don't like your style. What are you doing later? <laughs> And then we pork, Chris. You get twenty points. Ooh. You nailed it. You got me. I think maybe you seduced him. <laughs> I think you might have. But it doesn't how it's not kinda of how it works. Me, I sit at the end. Just so thirsty. I sit at the end of a craps table talking about how much I want to cuck my husband and yeah. the men just come flooding. Yeah. That is kinda of how it works in James Bond movies. They mm-hmm. just kinda of come up, say something, and then suddenly they want to bang him. Mm-hmm. So another one in the old James Bond leather belt. Another notch in the James Bond belt. Do you think he wears a leather belt, James? Yeah, yeah, as opposed to metal. Uh, gadget, <laughs> gadget material. <laughs> Nano leather. <laughs> it's bulletproof. It's a bulletproof leather. Yeah, and he can like pull it up, and it's like a whole bodysuit. You know, oh, does, like, shit. Oh. He grabs like the top edge of it and goes like, <laughs> and it makes the worst noise you've ever heard. <laughs> Just cellophane. Yeah, and he has to start like, leftovers. Like a big condom or something, you know, like this. Yeah, but it only goes one way, so if they're shooting at his top half, it goes like this, and if they start going down, they just go, ah! <laughs> oh, you want to write a James Bond movie? Yeah, really badly. Do you want to know the fun facts? The guys that wrote, there was a writing team of two guys that wrote most of the Pierce Brosnan ones, and then like a couple of the Daniel Craig ones, they suck. And when they write two by them, one by themselves, mm-hmm. it like are like considered like the worst James Bond movies of all time. Uh-huh. But no. when they have like a partner with them, they're considered like the best, like Skyfall or whatever. Uh-huh. They wrote Johnny English together. They're the people <gasps> that wrote the Rowan Atkinson James Bond no, party, like God. right after they did the last Pierce Brosnan one. Yeah, Hilarious. which I think is so, so fucking funny. It's so funny that Johnny English exists. <laughs> They were like, well, we did Austin Powers. Let's do another. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Almost. Oh. Almost shit. Trivia or physical challenge, one of you. <laughs> I'm sorry he did the horn. It means one of you has I'll to do, go. I'll do a physical challenge. Okay. The, ju- uh, for uh, prosperity, Elton wrote the rest of the physical challenge. I did. <laughs> Which <laughs> to me reads oh, like okay. they're going to be hard. Some, mm. Elton wrote some group physical challenges. I did write some group ones. Um, okay. Uh, as a group. Name five U.S. presidents. Whoever names the most gets the points. All right. Is the when we start? Go. First. Of Abraham all. Lincoln. Uh, George Washington. All right. Barack Obama. Donald Trump. Joe Biden. Oh my God! All you right. got fucked. <laughs> wow. Uh, George W. Bush. Uh, Bill Clinton. You lost. What are you even doing, man? What? What do you mean? How do you I already lose? lost, man. This will blew you out of the water. The rules of this aren't <laughs> clear. <laughs> 
We don't even have points assigned to this one. That's um, 25 points. I'm saying five Chris, for president. Uh, Chris, if you can name, who were the two you named? Uh, George W. Bush, George H. W. Bush, and I said Bill Clinton. If you can name two more, I'll give you the points as well. Oh, okay. Uh, Jimmy Carter, Ronald Reagan, oh, uh, that's Eisenhower. Oh, uh, oh, we ran away with it. Oh, Chris, you're I Chris, you FDR. Anyways, loved that they slagged off Reagan right in the beginning of this movie. Oh, so good. Oh, really sent me into 12th gear. Love it. So from the rip, yeah, we meet our uh, main character, High. Um, High is played by Nicolas Cage. Love it. Nicolas Cage does a great job. He looks very zany, very mm. uh, handsome, mm. in a disheveled kind of Kramer way. Mm. It's the dream, man. Yeah. He is a repeat offender. Um, and uh, we, we meet with the first time uh, that he meets uh, Ed, Edwina, his future wife. Wally Hunter. Um, she is a police officer taking his uh, mug shots. And I <laughs> absolutely love yeah. all of his dialogue immediately. Yeah. Right off the bat. What got oh, you? What got me? Yeah, you the know, Ronald just, Reagan stuff. The Ronald Reagan stuff. Yeah. The uh, People tell me he's not a bad guy. There must have been something going on with his cabinet or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you think that uh, you're going to... Ref- Do you think you're going to offend again, Hi? No, sir, I don't I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah, it's my favorite writing joke through the movie is that the... the <laughs> That, that board he's in front of are just uh, high school teachers, basically. Yeah. <laughs> um, he re- repeat offends for a while. Um, there's one time when he uh, is being booked where Edwina's crying, and Ed says that her fiance uh, recently broke off the engagement with her. Uh, and then a little while later, he's sitting in um, his prison cell. And uh, the gentleman who is bunked above him is saying, you know, like, and we did, when we didn't have meat, we ate rabbit. And when we didn't have rabbit, we ate crawdads. And when we didn't have crawdads, we ate sand. He's like, you ate what? And he's like, we ate sand. <laughs> <laughs> so, and he starts to think about, you know what, maybe there is more on the outside. And he decides to, when he gets out, when he's a free man, uh, after the gag in front of the school board where... He said, they say, uh, we feel like we're getting, we're getting the vibe that you're just telling us what we want to hear. And he's like, well, yes, sir, I am. And he's like, we just told you not to do that. Mm-hmm. Well, what we yeah. want to hear is the truth. Yeah. Well, then, yes, sir, I am yeah. telling you what you want to hear. Yeah. Oh. Uh, good, good little bit. Uh, but he barges in and proposes to Edwina right there on the spot. They get married, and everything's great for a little while. They, got, they get set up by uh, Edwina's dad with like a little mobile home and uh, sets up um, high with a job, uh, putting uh, holes in sheet metal. And there's that guy who keeps telling the same story over and over again, but he loves it because he says uh, it's like prison, but at the end of the week you get a paycheck, and every night I come home, Edwina's there. Mm. And they're watching the sunsets together and stuff, and it's, it's beautiful. Cute. It's great. The cutest thing. The salad days. The salad days. He's like, yeah, he's like, I'm told they're the salad days or whatever they call it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I love Mac DeMarco. <laughs> I like yeah, I love the shot of them on the shitty lawn chairs looking at the sunset. And then she goes, That was beautiful or something. Yeah, and on the cover yeah. on the cover of the VHS it's got them with the baby and I was like, Ooh, can't wait till they do this again later and they don't. Mm-hmm. The the cover of the VHS lied to me. Oh. That would be great. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'd be very cute. Mm. But anyways, there's trouble in paradise because Edwina would like to become a mother. They're having some trouble. She goes to a doctor, doctor tells her uh, what does he say? Hi says something like, uh, but the doctor was adamant that her uh, the inside her insides were a barren landscape oh, where my or seed could like plant no road. roots. Yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah. It was a rocky landscape where my seed yeah. could not take hold. Simultaneously, the fucking unpainted furniture king of Arizona. Mm. Um, Nathan Arizona. Nathan Arizona. <laughs> oh, I said something. Okay. Mm. Well, Nick's away. The point gremlin will play. <laughs> this is. <laughs> You get a physical challenge because I don't let you choose as the point gremlin. 
You're gonna want to take the reins every now and again so you can say some of these words for points. Okay, we'll start with Nissa then. Okay. But this is a group a physical challenge. Nissa, <laughs> do an impression without being a racist. Of who? Your choice. Bonus points. Dealer's choice. <laughs> uh, my name is Nissa. I'm from Bali. Oh. I like to smoke the cigarette. That's Whoa. Eat a little good. bit of chocolate. Whoa. Do all French people? I'm French. Do we all smoke cigarettes? I've never smoked a cigarette a day in my goddamn life. Hey, yeah, Chris! Oh, have you ever been to France a day in your goddamn life? Uh, Chris! <laughs> my turn to do it? Yes. Hey, it could also just be an accent, because I think that's one of these on here is to just do an accent. It is not. Anyways. Hey, what the fuck are you doing with that horn, huh? Give me the horn. Give me the horn. What are you doing? Give me the horn. Stop looking at me like an idiot. Give me the horn. Thank you. I don't know okay. who that was an impression well, Hold on. Chris? Yeah. What is this, how many points is this worth? Yeah. Eleven? Yeah. <laughs> Chris? Yeah. If I... Give me this. I'm going to write down who I think you're doing an impression of. Yeah. You're both going to get points because yours is great too. Thanks. But if I guess this right, you get 22 points. <laughs> hold on. Uh, uh, uh. Chris, who was that impression of? Marky Mark. <laughs> Do I get bonus points because it was racist? <laughs> yes, he's a racist. He's a racist. <laughs> he's a racist, so you get one bonus point. And I wrote down Marky Mark, so you get another one. So you get 24 really points, good. and then see you get 11. So anyways. Baron. We're at Nathan Arizona. Um, Nathan Arizona and his wife have had four children. Larry, Harry, Nathan Jr., and I'm going to oh, say Jerry. There yeah, could be their five. five. Yeah. They have five, five yeah, children. Five. AKA, five. AKA, <laughs> yeah. AKA, more than they can handle. Mm, love it. And Edwina has an idea. They've got more than they can handle. So they go to snatch up a baby. And this is probably the first time I can remember it getting very slapsticky mm-hmm. and like screwball-y. Because mm-hmm. he's like, for some reason, messing with all the babies and like taking them out of the crib and putting them in the crib. It's oh. almost like he's trying to decide which one to take. So yeah. funny. And also yeah. trying to console all of them at the yeah, same time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And trying to figure I, out how to take care of them. Yeah. I do have a note here. Nick usually takes notes, but he has no notes today. It's true. I was too busy with the game show that, if I'm being honest, isn't really going well. It's not really going well. <laughs> this gremlin is sad. Uh, but I do love the like whataboutism of Southern uh, uh, idioms. Like, okay. Uh, Nathan, Arizona, with the uh, if I had a, <laughs> if a frog had wings, it wouldn't bump its ass a hop. Happen. Yeah, you know, just yeah. Like, uh, or like, uh, there's an old one that's something like, if I say shit, uh, jump, you say how high, kind of a thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just like, yeah. how does that, an- how does that spur me along? How does yeah. that answer my question? It's supposed to scare you. Yeah. I do, I do love. I can't remember what exactly he says, but it's right before the frog bumps his ass thing. Uh-huh. He ends it with, or my name ain't Nathan Arizona. Yeah, <laughs> he does that a couple times. Yeah, yeah, but I love that he just does it casually on the phone yeah. with other people. <laughs> um. So basically, yeah, eventually he goes back to the car and he's like, hey, I can't do this kind of thing. So she's funny, so funny. Yeah, she's like, I want my baby, I want my baby. And she we'll rolls over the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he goes up there, he gets a baby. Uh, he thinks he took Nathan Jr., which is very funny that he keeps saying that when they're in the mm-hmm. car. She's like, I love sure. him, I love him. He's like, I think I took Nathan Jr. I also I love the best one. one. Yeah. I also the best love that they, they keep calling him Nathan Jr. Yeah, and I love, I love what he, you know, he's in the car and he's like, he's like, those other babies are pretty good, but this is the best one. I got, got the best one. a crazy look in his eyes, just yeah. like, this is the best one. Yeah, I got the best one. <laughs> very good. He's like, and they'll be fine. They got other babies that are pretty close, yeah. but we got the best one. Yeah. <laughs> 
Uh, they go home. They've they've decorated. Welcome home, son. All kinds of stuff like that. He is switching out the the toy because he can't decide which toy he wants to be on the bed when Nathan comes in and stuff. It's very sweet. Puts away his Playboys. Puts away his Looks Playboys. Looks at the Playboys one more time. One Puts more time. Puts away the Playboys. Oh, I, I didn't get this part. He shoves it under his bed. I get that. But then he goes, oh, and he... Pulls it back out, flips to a certain page, and then puts it back under one the One on one last glance. Yeah. I thought, yeah, I couldn't tell if it was that or if he was like, He's I want to see this immediately when I pull it up. Oh, maybe. I mean, what's the difference? I don't know. Yeah. I think we then cut to his buddies, John Goodman and John Goodman's younger brother, breaking out of prison in the funniest way I've ever seen in my goddamn life. Just his so head so emerges from the wood. He's just going, oh. That reminded most... me of like Lord of the Rings where like the orcs are being born. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's so funny because I was thinking uh, Jim Carrey coming out of the rhino a little bit. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I love it especially because when he's in jail, High is in jail at the beginning and it's showing him with his groups and stuff like that. I remember going, oh cool, John Goodman's in this movie. And then so much time passes yeah. that when he bursts out of the ground, I'm like, oh yeah, John Goodman's in this movie. Yeah. Uh, and they show up and they have a rip roaring good time except Edwina is like, meh, we have a baby and these are degenerates. I don't want the generous in my house. But I like that she's a little lenient and mm-hmm. so pretty nice about it. She's like, mm. y'all can hang out and catch up, but I want you gone by tomorrow. Yeah. I will also say, I don't know if you guys get this impression, but the whole movie, the way John Goodman plays the character, it's as if he's suspicious of what angle like uh, High's working. Like It almost seems like I was tense the whole time because it seemed like he was always on the cusp of finding out that they had kidnapped the baby. Yeah. Mm. First time you get the hint of it is the welcome home son, where's he been? And they're like, the Arizona. He's like, uh, mm. hi, I thought your parents were dead. And he's like, yeah, we just thought they should see their graveyard proper. Anyway, so... Um, and then later on, he says the thing he brings up, like, oh, in the news, I stole that baby or whatever. Someone's got to really be thinking, like, you know, some next-level shit to be pulling some stuff like that kind of a thing. You know what I mean? Mm. Um... Just put it in there, but the whole time I kind of got this like he's always kind of quiet and like re- like listening almost. Like I don't know if he's just yeah yeah, the, yeah. you know I don't know. It's interesting. That's Very interesting. I just read him as a a bumbling idiot the whole time. But yeah. I mean, to be fair, he kind of is a bumbling idiot yeah, the whole time. So, for you know, sure. Definitely yeah. rides that line. You know, I know I know what you mean. I didn't really pick up on it, but now that I think about it, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I just kind of like Elton the entire time I was watching. I was like, I just love John Goodman. Yeah, I love him and everything. <laughs> <he's in." laughs> Um, they wake up the next morning, and I could be wrong, but I'm pretty sure he says you guys kind of got to be gone. We have real friends coming over. Yeah. And he says, <laughs> I mean, respectable friends kind of a thing. Like, what Edwin was trying to say is well, he you guys says are a couple guys... of gerbil birds, and you don't want to be seen around here kind of a thing because yeah. you're wanted, you're on the lamb, you know, kind of stuff. He just kicks him out for the day. Yeah. He just says, leave for the day. Yeah. Yeah. I, I do, I oh, yeah, at first he says, I want to miss this engagement. I think I'm going to miss this one and yeah. have some beers with the boys. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And he's like, there. or maybe that's not such a good idea. <laughs> and he looks, he looks like the saddest puppy I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Just yeah. Which is the first, breakfast. the first hint you get of him later on when he talks about the whole thing where he's like, you know, he brings it up to his boss where he's like, you ever feel like there's this pressure pressing down on you? Because kind of, he's got that whole thing where like he, he still feels the undercurrent of like the criminal life pulling him a little bit. So then the respectable Frances McDormand. McDormand. Yeah. What's her mm-hmm. name? Frances McDormand. Oh, Dot. No, Dot. what's the actress's name? Frances McDormand. McDormand. McDonald. Yeah, McDormand. McDermott. Anyone else know either? Yeah. Of you? I think it's McDormand. I know for certain. I think, yeah, it's McDormand. Yeah. I don't think it's McDonald. But anyways, his boss and his boss's wife come over, and they have just have a fucking slew of children. They are again made me laugh out loud. There's one walking around with a stick or a bat, just smashing stuff. So funny. Writing fart on the wall. Yeah. I, I 
feel like the dumbest man on the planet every time something like this happens. But when that kid writes fart on the wall, I was trying to hold it back because I didn't want to embarrass myself in front of Chris. I could have cried laughing. Yeah, <laughs> like, I remember I did. Like I can't, I can't remember what movie it is, but there's like. It's Jimmy Neutron. Yeah. <laughs> and Jimmy Neutron, when all the parents leave, it's like the next morning, all the kids are like hungover or whatever. The, J- Jimmy Neutron's talking to somebody, and just in the background, someone has just written the word poop on the wall. And it makes me laugh so hard. Um, Nicholas, you've been entered into the game by the point gremlin. Your challenge. Fart. Right now. I know improv is supposed to be yes and, but you're my point gremlin. You live in my basement. This isn't how this works. Chris. Yeah. Trivia and physical challenge. Uh, let's do a trivia. We've done a couple physical challenges now. Okay. Would have been funnier if you farted. If I had one in me, I would have done it. It's worth no points. It's <laughs> worth no points. That's why I do. I'm not playing that game. I have to use either all or none of my mental capacity on this next question. I can't decide which it's going to be. And the, you All. Okay. In the James Bond films, James Bond's greatest enemies come from the supervillain group named Spectre. Spectre you is... You me what it stands for, aren't you? What does Spectre stand for? Yeah. Is that really what it is? Yeah. Oh, my God. And I won't forget this time, Nissa can steal. I'll give you five points for every one you get right. It's S-P-E-C... Here, I can write it down for you. Would you like that? I don't know if it's going to help me. It's S-P-E-C-T-R-E. Specialized? Special? Is that the first one? Special? you got to give me all of them. I'll how many you get right now Special Enterprise Electoral College to Redefine Electricity. Mm. You got... One of them. Nissa, can you do any better? What'd you say? Specialized electoral, electric, sorry, specialized electoral college to redefine energy. Did you miss the P? I guess I did. I I think it is. I think that's how it goes in the movie, too, because I remember that I pegged that as being. (gasps) I don't know, young man. I'm just a gremlin. Um. There's no way specialized is not the one I got right, is what I'm going to say. There's no way electoral electoral college to redefine energy is any of the, or maybe energy is the one at the end. I don't know, but I think it's specialized. Interesting. I don't know. Just think of bad guy shit. What what were these letters? Just think of spies. Okay. Um, Evil. Spies, pies. um, (laughs) (laughs) It's a shopping list. (laughs) Spies, Um, pies, eggs. I'm gonna do specialized too. Specialized. Um, mm, terrorist. <laughs> Got the T. They don't have Special to be in order. Terrorist. Um, rectifying. Uh, enterprise. <laughs> you both got one right. <laughs> Specialize. It's special, but I think that it is ins- absolutely insane that you got that S and P or one word because that's bananas. Yeah, that's the only t- thing I remember. That's yeah, you got terrorism, right? Terrorism? terrorism? Yes. It is special executive for counterintelligence, terrorism, revenge, and extortion. Oh, revenge. Wow. Extortion. Oh, counterintelligence. Like 75 cent word. Special yeah. extortion. You both get five points. Ooh, nice. Yay. That's fun. Got Up top. What's going on over here? 
Anyways, while the kids are running amok, his boss is telling uh, Polish jokes. Oh, God. What was up with that? Yeah. Because he just sucks. Is that his well, I think, I think it's to show that uh, Nicolas Cage there has just like a good head on his shoulders. Yeah, because he know? says, he goes, he goes, uh, he says something like, uh, how many Polish people does it take to screw on a light bulb or whatever? And uh, he's like, I don't know, uh, I don't know. Ed, or whatever yeah, his name Greg. is, I don't know, Greg. Yeah. And uh, he's like, three, and he starts doubling over laughing or whatever, and he's like, okay, Ed, or something like that. He's like, I don't really get that one or whatever. And he's like, oh, wait, no, I told it wrong. He's like, why does it take three Polacks to, to screw on a light bulb or whatever? And he's like, why is that, Greg? And he's like, because they're so damn dumb or something. He slaps his knee or whatever, and he's like, you don't get that one? He's like, don't worry, it's a... Uh, it's a on the way home or something like that. And he's like, I'm already home, man. Yeah. <laughs> it's what I love. I love it because it's um, what you and I spent a, arguably too long talking about last week. Yeah, is he's just one of those guys where it's like Polak jokes and racist jokes and stuff like that. To him, mm-hmm. we're like, this is still peak. the pinnacle. Of, yeah. This is still peak comedy. Yeah, in 1987, Nicolas Cage was like. I don't know about that woman. Yeah, and I especially love the payoff later yes. when he's telling it to a Polish police officer. So funny. Kowalski. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> funny. But we'll get there in due time. Right. Well, that and the coming back home with no with no kid, or coming back to the car with no kid, mm-hmm. because he just doesn't feel like he can separate this family. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, I think also, he's got such a kind head on his shoulders. I'm sorry. Uh, what's High's last name? Quadhead? Quadhead? I can't remember. What was it? It's, it's like uh, McGillicuddy or something like that. McDonough. 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 I love when they get there. The, the get off Mr. McDonough's car. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Mr. McDonough's car is all over. Yeah. They're all on top of it. Yeah, it's the reveal of all of the kids at once. Yeah. It's so yeah. great. It's a lot of great visual well, gags. I'll take the time now to say that this reminds me of Evil Dead if it weren't about ghosts in the woods. Oh, yeah. Did you get to his spooky dream yet? No, yeah, it, happened early. it does happen early. He's like, I have a dream of hell coming on a motorcycle and stuff. Yeah. Such a good effect, too. Yeah. Such a good dream. I love this part of the movie. Yeah, yeah it's great. Yeah. I, I, I thought I wasn't going to like the over-the-top bounty hunter, but I do. I oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah me too. I thought it was going to be too corny. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I really do like him. Uh, the dream is he's like, he's like he he loves hurting especially helpless and innocent things. Whatever. He's like throwing a grenade at a rabbit and... Shove. As he drives past a flower, it just catches on fire. Yeah. 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 Great stuff. It's hard being a small thing. Yeah. But anyways, um, then there's a point where they're having dinner at a picnic table, and the and Dot is like, you guys don't have a position for him? You have to do that. And, you know, and uh, these are all things that Hyatt has to take care of. And under the weight of all that responsibility, he's kind of buckling, and he's out in the field with his boss. And he, said, he tries to, you know, confide in his boss. He's like, you ever feel like there's just so much something pressing down her. He's like, hey, you're a married man. You got kids. You got responsibility now. Uh, and he's like, uh, I know how I could help you. Whatever. He's like, what do you think of Dot? He's like, well, I don't know. She seems like a fine woman. He's like, well, she thinks you're cute. And he's like, oh, no kidding, kind of a thing. And he's like, yeah, and I'll tell you what, you know, I think, uh, I think Ed ain't bad looking either. And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, talking about swingers, man. I.E. me and Dot, we swing. You know, talking about swinging or whatever. And he uh, punches out his boss and says, you keep your hands off or whatever. And and uh, he runs, and the family leaves, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, then there's a little scene in the car where where Edwina's asking him what happened, or whatever. Why'd you punch this. out your boss? And he's like, he won't, you won't say it to her. Love it. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and uh, you know, she basically, you know, it's like, you know, you're gonna lose your job over this kind of a thing, right? Kind of gets a little bit of a smile. Yeah. Yeah, you know, I am gonna lose my yeah. job. Yeah, I love it because I feel like 
like watching it, I'm like, oh yeah, no, if this was me and my partner in the situation, I immediately would be like, that guy was trying to fuck all of us. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I, I just, I, I love it, and I think it fits High's character so much of him just being like, no, I don't, I do not want my wife to know that. This kicks off one of my, this is like one of my favorite, like, fun scenes in any movie ever. The fucking chase is so much fun. Oh, oh it's so good. good. This oh, is so oh, much fun. So yes. When he he okay, so they're uh, in the car a uh, lot of the uh, oh, convenience yeah. store that he keeps driving past. He's like, sometimes I find myself after work just driving past convenience stores. They're not even on the way home. Oh yeah, <laughs> they aren't on the way home. But anyways, they stop there because he's like, we need we need diapers or whatever, and he goes in and he gets pantyhose. He's like, all right, son, wake up. <laughs> I love that he says that to the guy the counter. I love that he says it from the other yeah. side of the store. Guy immediately hits the button and he's like, yeah, I'm not paying for these or whatever. And she's playing with uh, she's playing with Nathan Jr. And uh, she looks up and sees what High is up to, and it's just like, oh, you son of a bitch, you, you son, son of a bitch. Son of a bitch. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love that and she love drives it. off. I love she gets out of the car. You son of a bitch around the other side of the car he's like you gotta hurry up but missus is real mad I will also yeah that's very funny Um, we're about to pop honey another thing I love about this movie it's like it's like a a mix it's like this weird mix of like slapstick and silly but so beautiful like just in the background all the banjo and the like the yodeling the soundtrack is so beautiful it's like fun and beautiful at the same time it's so weird but he's just running around while it's just like banjo stuff and just like yeah it's got like this like yearning feel to it yeah. you know what I mean it's yeah um, I will also mention that the um, ghost rider is tracking um, John Goodman and John Goodman's younger brother mm. we'll get to that in a second though um, but yeah I love that as soon as the cops like pull up they barrel up and one of the cops is hanging out of the window to shoot the gun and he falls out so funny, <laughs> so funny. oh yeah um, I especially love the <laughs> These are arguably the funniest cops I've ever seen in a yeah. movie. Yeah, for real. Just oh, how God. hard they're going the entire yeah. time. Hi. Bang, bang, bang! <laughs> yeah. The kid with the gun. Yeah. That 12-foot-long gun just yeah. sticking it out. Dirty, hairy pistol. Hyde jumps into a backyard. Hi, not Hyde. Hyde jumps into a backyard, and there's a dog, and he gets saved by the bell with that dog. And... <laughs> I forgot about the dog. Yes. And then he runs into that house. I love him running through that house. It's euphoric. It's so much fun. And the fucking cops run in, too. And then the dog's running in later, and he ends up in a grocery store. And the fucking guy working the cash register at the grocery store is even firing a gun at him. And, like, uh-huh. the cops are chasing him. And, the and he, lady... looks, he looks so serene. He's yeah. just like another fucking day in the office, yeah. you know. Yeah. Guy with the shotgun blast two at him. He's like, yeah. right, man. I do. I love. I love when he leaves the convenience store and he's running from the cops. They like shoot the diapers out of his hand, mm-hmm. and then four minutes later, when oh. he's running through the yeah. grocery store, he picks up more, more diapers. diapers. Yeah, oh. and then later he picks them up in the car over. But no, the no, whole time, oh, honey, make a right here. Yeah. 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 Oh. yeah the whole time, uh, Holly Hunter is also uh, going back for him. Uh, eventually, she does catch up to him. Uh, save him, but only after he's uh, used an old man. Uh, he's held up an old man at the gunpoint for the car, kind of, but in a nice way, a little bit. Um, that's before they even get in the house, I believe. But anyways. Drive- yeah. Can I stop? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but they're driving off, and yes, obviously Holly Hunter is very mad at him. Ed is very, very mad at him, and yes, there's a very funny bit where he keeps saying, right here, honey, left here, honey, we're here. Um, she goes to bed very angry, tells the boys they gotta get out, the two uh, jailbirds who have, uh, you know, broken out. I do like that earlier, we, we barreled past that, I do like that little joke where he's, like, trying to, like, make it sound nice for her, because she's, like, a woman. Like, the, there was a little bit of that where, like, he's like, oh, where's the pants here and stuff like that. But anyways, John Goodman is like, now, I wouldn't say we broke out so much as we no longer felt that the facility was doing any good for mm-hmm. us anymore, mm-hmm. so we decided to... Yeah, uh, emancipate ourselves of our own volition, man. Right. <laughs> yeah. 
But um, anyways, uh, after she goes to bed, uh, John Goodman clues them into, or he, John Goodman clues High into the whole thing where like the farmers get their like government subsidies for their like crop or whatever on the this one day and this one bank because where all the farmers in the area go and that's the one time the bank has all that money on hand and like you know we can hit this and then start off this whole spree and kind of like gets the gears turning in high's head like the camel the straw that broke the camel's back basically like of like him being like you know what you know john goodman's right i do no good for it i'm not gonna do any good for this kid so he like falls asleep writing this note about how like i'm sorry i can't be the man you need and i can't be the man that the baby needs or whatever um i'm just gonna go live a cry- life of crime but he falls asleep at the table and wakes up to uh john goodman and the brother they talk for a second i think before there's a knock at the door and it's his boss telling him a couple of things he's got like a neck brace on and stuff and he's like one thing don't come any closer two you're fired and he's like i kind of figured that uh-huh. and he's like three don't you don't think you don't know i know where that baby came from or whatever and he's like oh god like what are you gonna like you know turn us in kind of thing he's like no we want the baby. <laughs> so yeah. I'm a, he's Dad like, said she wants to cuddle with it. Yeah. He's like, you got 24 <laughs> hours to break the news to Ed. I'm going to be back here for the baby. And I love that running gag that everybody falls in love with the baby. Like, that's oh, the yeah, first yeah, time yeah. He, he falls he's in love with the baby. He's the best baby. So Nathan Jr. is the best baby. And so, yeah, I love that he peels off. He's like, I'll be back here tomorrow for that baby. <laughs> <laughs> the the straight neck spit yeah. and the throw of the, the newspaper yeah. kills me. <laughs> and, and, oh, my and, God. And I love the comedic playing of, like, the moral relativism, like, lawlessness of, like, the West kind of a thing where like yeah. nobody's actually interested in like justice justice it's all this like justice relevant relative to them like you know he knows that they've stolen the baby but he doesn't care about it in a justice sense he just figures well then i have enough leverage to get the baby from you so i'm going to take the baby from you because i want the baby because i need the baby right you know well, what does uh what does high say there's what is right and there's what is right and yeah. never the twain shall meet yeah <laughs> and um no one said any of the secret words. We just have so many of these. Gosh, last of the well, what has changed? Because last time, I think the fucking one of the secret words was um, and of. Of uh, yeah. <laughs> what did you make it like? Fucking matrix or like uh, schematics or uh, or something ligaments? Like <laughs> no, I made it easier on you. I'm not going to tell you because we still got a lot of episode left. Okay. That's not true. We're almost done. We are almost done. We're really close. This one, for both of you, my assistant. Points Goblin. He doesn't look it, because God, is he's just hard to look at. But he's real skittish. So I'll give you some time to think about it. Plan your attack. First one of you to legitimately scare him. Ah! That scared me, actually. <laughs> All right, Nissa, you get 30 points. I kept my eyes closed. Not bad. Matter of fact, that Sorry. was actually scary. You got me. Good job, Nissa. Cha-ching! Shishwang. Points in the bag. Mm. The big old points bag. <laughs> but that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> so from there, I think... Uh, oh, yeah, that's right. He goes back in the house. I feel like he just gets these. <laughs> Give him ten points. <laughs> no. It's minus. I'll, I'll make him lose ten points. Okay, fine. <laughs> Chris, unfortunately, uh, for sweat the small stuff, you lose ten points. <laughs> sweat the small stuff? What does that mean? It's a, you're it's a stressed reality. guy. I feel like you're a stressed guy, pretty usually. Oh, okay. <laughs> Anyways, um... Implicit makes the game closer. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of what I was doing. Um, so, John Goodman and his younger brother have uh, have uh, overheard uh, the commotion about the baby. They have clued in, and they figure, we're going to get that reward money, that reward money. So when they go inside, uh, just slapstick fighting. Again, mm. something that reminds me of... Uh, and I also oh forgot God. to mention, 
the uh, Evil Dead reference. The yeah. cam, the city, the cam that like goes all the way up and then it ends on someone going ah when the fucking <laughs> the biker shows up at Nathan Unpainted's house. And the cop gets pulled over house, by please. that woman. Yeah, at the store, and he basically says, "I'll get that baby for you," because he's been tracking the fucking, you know, the couple, the the the, the jailbirds, or whatever. And he notices the baby crying. He's like, "Oh, the baby." I we also barreled past yeah. Nathan Unpainted hanging out of his house with the cops, or whatever. When he's yeah. like, why are you guys all hanging out in the one house where I know my son isn't in the state of Arizona? Like, yeah, yeah. He's great in that scene. I love it. It's so good. Yeah, it's him arguing with the FBI and the cop and the cop arguing with the FBI and the FBI yeah. arguing with the cop. It's so good. Yeah. Federal B.I. Federal B.I. <laughs> federal B.I. Oh, I also love it when they're like hounding him about like what his son was wearing. He's like, I don't know. Jammies. Jammies. Yeah. Yeah. Yoda's on him or something. <laughs> I say, it's like, this is one movie where I want to talk about every single second of this movie. It's such a pain being on this podcast because yeah. I want to... You need to watch this movie. Yeah. I'm going to grade it's it right nice. now. It's an A-plus-plus to me. I fucking yeah. am in love with yeah, this movie. Yeah, it's an A-plus for me, too. Oh. But we have more podcasts. But we have more podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, it is so funny. So like, many more physical jams. <laughs> <laughs> Because I, 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 the thing I love about the what was he wearing thing is the cop literally says, well, if we don't know what he's wearing, we can't put on an all-points bulletin. <laughs> <laughs> so good. It's just like, it's it's something I feel with all the Coen Brothers movies, except for maybe No Country for Old Men, is there's so much arguably hilarious stuff that are just like real innocuous sentences that are so normal that they don't, stick in my brain where I'm like I know I thought this movie was really funny but I can't like quote any of it to you like everything you guys are doing is making me laugh again because I immediately forgot it mm. so where we're actually at is John Goodman and his brother are going to actually pull off the bank robbery but they're falling in love with the baby as everybody does <laughs> they very quickly decide they don't want the reward money they're just interested in robbing the bank mm-hmm. um, one of the things they do is they stop at a little convenience store to get diapers and shit because the baby has shit and I love that they tell the old man to lay down and count to 100 or 820 or something like that and he's like and I'll be back in five minutes or whatever to you know, check and I yeah. love the comedy of errors that has them coming back because they yeah. forgot the baby so when he gets there He's at like 740, Mississippi 741, Mississippi. He's, well, like, he's counting back down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's like, oh, to hell with this or whatever. And he stands up and he sees them barely first. He's like, oh, 739, Mississippi, 738, Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> I was in the scene of him telling him to count. It looks, I mean, it makes sense because it's the same guys, but yeah. it looks, it, it feels exactly no like the uh, scene from No Country for Old Men with yeah. the quarter. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. So, yeah, so they, they bust into the bank. Uh, John Goodman is a young, younger brother, and he's like, "All right, everybody, freeze! Get on the ground, or whatever." And there's the old man who's like, "Well, which is it, son? I can't freeze because if I freeze, I can't get on the ground, and I can't get on the ground because, well, if I'm supposed to freeze, then I'd be moving." <laughs> yeah, and uh, there's just a bunch of little stuff like that. Like his little brother calls him by his name. He's like, "Don't call me by my name. That's the thing." He's like, "Code names? Like, yeah, code names. Uh, yeah, we're using code names, by the way. <laughs> like, yeah, <laughs> great stuff." A uh, woman puts the blue paint canister in the bag or whatever. They go off in the car. They're like, boy, look at all this money. But where's baby? And they Forgot turn around the again for, for baby. But the shit blows up. The fucking blue canister. They're covered in blue. Very funny to me. They're driving. They're trying to see what's coming up. What do they see coming up? Adam? Oh, they see literally <gasps> Ed and and um, Hi, who at this point have had that conversation where she's like, we're kind of no good for each other. Like, you know, it was my idea. And if I had that idea, that means that I'm even worse than you kind of a thing. And if we're both bad, then we're no good for each other kind of a thing. So if we can't get this baby back, go back, I don't want to continue living. And even if I do get the baby back, I don't want to continue living with you. Well, and I love, I love so much that they have Ed not just be a one note, 
I want to have a kid, you know. She yeah. recognizes that I want to have this kid. I wanted it too badly. I love mm-hmm. at, or I love high, but maybe I acted poorly and I've screwed up our relationship. You know, I know that it's not all high's fault, and I get that I am a problem in this relationship as well, and I think that we need to break it up, but I think what she means to say is that they need to have a another talk about it, but that's what Nathan Arizona's for. Anyways. Mm-hmm. So insightful. As always, as always. I'm just a gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, someone said something? Pick a person. It doesn't oh, pick matter. a person? <laughs> um, is that is the thing to kick someone? No. Oh. <laughs> Please no. I love kicking. No. Yeah, this, I'm thinking of one person in this room. Kick them. <laughs> You're right. Um, it's better than any of the physical challenges I wrote in that half hour you gave me. Uh, as convincingly as you possibly can, give yourself a mustache. Oh. If you have a fake mustache, I'm going to leave. I'm going to shit, yeah. I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> Because that means you, because Elton wrote this one, that means that the two of you are in on it together. In cahoots? That's not bad, you're getting the points. Um, let's see, you get 22 points. Yay! I think Hi and Ed realized the baby's still at the bank. Correct. Well, yes. they, they were almost to the bank, and they passed by uh, the brothers. Yeah. But they said, please just give a, <laughs> just take us with you so we can get to the baby. Yes. Yeah. We just want the baby to be safe. Yeah. Um, so they go to the bank, and the baby's in the middle of the road, but Ghost Rider picks up baby, starts mm. shooting at Ed and Hyde and stuff like that. Beats up Hyde. High. Beats up High. Um, they have the same tattoo, which is a very <gasps> no, funny little game. I thought it was going to be addressed. I thought it was going to like, point to it. Yeah, and be like, oh, oh, yeah. I was hoping so. It kind of happens. Yeah. So, also, I love the baby being on front of the motorcycle. Yeah. That was uh, funny. Yeah. Um, Hyde blows up Ghost Rider with a grenade. Oh, his own grenade. Yeah. And then Hi and Ed decide to return Nathan Jr. They put him in there, and uh, Nathan, unpainted, comes up or whatever, and uh, he basically says, what the hell, how? You know anything about a Leonard Bloom or whatever? And he's like, what, sir, or whatever? And he's like, well, how the hell did you end up with this, uh, with my baby kind of a thing? He's like, sir, rewards situations are usually no questions asked. Oh, I love that. He's like, are they really? And he's like, I believe so, sir, something like that. But mm-hmm. anyways, long story short, he's like, you took the baby kind of a thing. He's like, yes, sir, we did. My wife's barren and all that kind of stuff. And we figured you had more than you could handle. And they give their little story or whatever. And Nathan's like... He's like, you can call the authorities if you want. Uh, Hi says, he's like, uh, you know, he's like, it was all my doing. She had nothing to do with it. You know, Edwina was not involved in this forever. He's like, I'm not going to call the authorities or whatever. And they talk a little bit about how they want to break up because they're no good for each other. And he's like, that's not the dumbest shit I ever heard. I'm going to go to bed because I'd be really sad if my wife left me kind of a thing. I couldn't even think about it. So why don't you guys sleep on it for at least a night or whatever. And uh, Hi goes home and he has a very beautiful dream where he says that, uh, you know, he saw, like, uh, the brothers decide to return themselves to jail and all that kind of stuff. And he says, and then I dreamt about, you know, an old couple and the kids and the grandkids coming home. And, like, I felt like it was me and Edwina or whatever, but it was a long, long, long time off kind of a thing. And mm. it's very beautiful. It's a very nice little mm. little scene. And uh, so the movie wraps up. Mm. Yeah. What's, the, what's, the, what's the joke at the end that he says? Like, somewhere and wherever. Somewhere in Arizona or maybe somewhere. Then he goes, and it was this and this and this and this, or... 
don't know, maybe it was Utah. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. But I do love, I think these last two scenes are arguably the best two scenes in the movie. Besides the chase. I mean, the chase is pretty good. Yeah, the chase. <laughs> and my favorite thing about, like, I the love. The dream is great, though. The dream is The dream nice. is great. And I love the Green scene with uh, Nathan Arizona. Mm-hmm. And my favorite thing about the scene with Nathan Arizona is it's so sweet and it's so touching and he's so nice. And like, it's like, oh, great. This is just the best ending that there possibly could be. Mm-hmm. But I love that the entire time that Nathan Arizona has a gun in his hand. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. Even when he goes into the yeah, baby yeah. carriage. <laughs> yeah. I and also, that... oh, I was just going to say, I love uh, the little detail of him saying, like, um, you know, how they had five kids and whatever. And he's like, you know, maybe technology can catch up with yeah. you guys because it caught up with us and we had five kids. Yeah, exactly. Like, what a beautiful little hopeful ending. Yeah, oh. honestly. Yeah. Absolutely. I never rewatch movies. I would watch this movie again right now. Yeah, I just literally. watched it earlier today. I would yeah. watch this movie three times in a row. Yeah. Oh, man. I, it was good. It was a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think this is a, yeah, I would consider it a favorite of mine. I think this may be one of my favorite comedies for sure. I think this mm-hmm. ranks in the top five for comedies. Um, I think it's hilarious. I think it's a good time. As you said, it's full of like a hopefulness. There's a bit of yearning in there. It's a little bittersweet. It's beautiful. It's funny. It's thrilling. It's a screwball comedy, I guess. This is what a screwball comedy is. Mm-hmm. So Netflix describes it as a farce. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Mm. And uh, me and Elton already gave our grades earlier, but yeah, I think this is an A-plus for me. This is a great movie. There was a time when I was watching it where I was like, I think this is probably about a B-plus, and then it just kept going, and I was like, you know what? Fuck it. B-plus out the window. This is a great, great, great movie. I think it's really something special. Yeah, I'd give it a solid A. Yeah? I think I think going into it, I was a little... I'm, I, I'm not always a huge fan of films where the protagonist who you're rooting for make just like a really bad decision yeah. and you're like, Oh my god, what are we gonna do about this? Yeah. yeah <laughs> and yeah. I'm anxious. Yeah, have you seen have you seen Fargo? Uh yeah I have. Yeah, it's kinda like that. Very Phil, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. William yeah. H. Macy. So. But then yeah, I just yeah, kind of like similar. Just yeah. kept getting better and I, I really like the ending as well. Yeah. Um Yeah. Wholesome ending. Uh yeah, I I'm probably gonna give this just I'm gonna give this an A minus, but I think it's gonna be like um, I can't remember what the other ones are. I have some that are ungraded on mine. I'm gonna give this one a solid A minus right now. But it's one of those movies that when we finished it last night, I was like you, I was like, "That's a solid B plus." I really liked it. But uh, 24 hours have passed, and the more and more I think of it, I'm like, oh, "That movie is pretty good." Yeah. And it's just getting better and better the more I think about it. So. I, 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 I'm going to say give me a day and a half and I'm probably going to be at an A plus probably but for right now A minus wow it's like I always say we agree too much so we have a few... you don't get to do the bell oh okay <laughs> we got a few orders of business you guys have one more physical challenge that Elton's points goblin is super excited about okay oh yeah but it's going to be um, a little intensive so before we do that we'll do our housekeeping real quick um um, Chris, what are you going to watch next week? Banshees of Worcestershire. Oh, no way. And your choice. Uh, that's My choice? Yeah. Chris, I was thinking about this real hard the other day. We're at the point where I don't know all the movies we've done. Have we done The Nice Guys yet? No. We've done Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. Do you want to do The Nice Guys? That's fine. It's your pick. All right. Before The Mattress Man, that's that. Mm-hmm. One last physical challenge for the both of you. Oh, God. And again, cannot... Cannot stress enough. This, the, the physical chances were done by Elton this week. Points Goblin. 
Uh, the first one of you, you're so close in points. First one of you can that can find the best piece of street garbage wins. The best piece of street garbage. Street we have a garbage? door. We got a door here. We got a door over there, and we got a door going out of Chris's room. So the best. So the first, go outside, find something that you think I'll think is cool. My God. All right, and points goblin. Points goblin and both. Think about it. Oh. I got this dumbass hat on too. This so take the Sherlock Holmes jacket. It'll make you smarter. I look like Scott Holmes with that beard. I'm gonna be hot when Really. Do you want to do our own little podcast, or do we, do we, have you seen anything cool lately? Have I seen anything cool? Uh, I watched Force Mimosas lately. Like, I'll buy this and use it as a cover of my book, but then the person who uses it as a cover of their book, they'll get in legal trouble, not the person who sold it. Right. And it sucks. And I think we should all knock it off. Uh, close our eyes. Closed! I don't remember you being in charge here, but whatever. I remember being a goblin. All right, keep your eyes closed. Mm -hmm. you go over to the kitchen and reveal first, and then I'll do. Well, oh, Nissa's going to the you kitchen. You can't open your eyes until I say. No, no, that's fine. You said Nissa's go to the kitchen. Yes. Yeah, so okay. you guys are gonna turn towards the kitchen. Okay. Don't look at me. Okay. <laughs> I can hear. I can hear Chris like two feet behind me, and something oh, touched me, which means Chris has something. Oh wait, no, no, no. Go by the go by the microphone. Never mind. Okay. Yeah. All right, Nissa, you do we open our eyes? Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm in the right back direction. Back okay. Oh, she's over here. I have two bits. Uh-huh. Okay. This is Chris. One, we have unused, never been used before. Um, well, it's really dirty, but it's a packet of ketchup. Nice. I'm hungry. Cool. Red, gold. Okay. <laughs> um, and breeze, smoke, disposable pot device. Lush ice. <gasps> Lush ice. Okay, so it's not Pro right, edition. So a flavor edition. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Oh, well, I, I don't smoke cigarettes. I smoke those. I don't have nicotine. I don't know. I'm fucked. Okay, close your eyes. Uh-huh. Oh, I'm just depressed. This, this is doesn't, flat with me. Doesn't bode well for you that your garbage just made me sad. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I'm kidding. I knew I had nicotine. And that's why I like it. Hee hee ha ha. All right, I also have two items. Don't look yet. Uh-huh. All right, go ahead and open them. First item, of course, like can. Is it open? Yep. Oh, you guys, are, you guys are touching a lot of people's food, <laughs> and I'm very impressed with that. Second item. Uh huh. The biggest stick I could possibly find. Oh, oh nice. No. Now, can you run through that doorway with it? Yes. <laughs> Why did the light go on? <laughs> Exactly what I wanted you to do. All right, well, I think Chris won. I'm sorry, but... Yeah. No, no, no. Picture of me with this stick? Holy cow, that was really good. Okay. While, well, in this gremlin's opinion, the, Chris's garbage wasn't as good. It, consider, it is a stick a bit of garbage? Mm, I do not think so, even a little bit. Um, what he did with it. Yeah. <laughs> More than I could have done with a bit of ketchup. So, find the best piece of street trash was worth 15 points. And you guys both did really well. <laughs> so we split it up. Nissa arguably had the better trash, but Chris... Yeah, I'm really hungry. That ketchup was really good, actually. 
you ran through the door with a big stick. That's always going to be funny. Plus, you turn the lights off. So we split it up. Nissa got eight of the points. Chris got seven of the points. Our final scores. Chris sits at a 122 points. Nissa sits at a 151 points. So I'm doing a solo podcast is the deal. No. Yeah, he lost. Yeah. Oh, I thought that meant that Nissa had to come back. No, that's if she... Oh, that was the punishment. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Let's see. So next week, you're going to be doing this by yourself. I think you can handle it. And next time we do a game show, I guess I'm going to get a better points goblin who (laughs) understands the rules. Um, I'll stick to goblining next time and not try to write shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. I thought this was a fun episode. Nissa, Elton, again, thank you for coming by. We really appreciate it. Thank you. Chris, any closing thoughts? No. (laughs) All right. Well, I guess that's that magic. (laughs) If you need more soup, follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, or go to our website, eatingsoupalone.com. And until next time... Thank you.